0: Welcome everybody to our 29th sifra in a row that we are learning. Right, it's amazing. Um, thanks to you. And um, let's start our learning today with giving some sedaka and having Mashiach in mind. Uh, our learning should be should be bringing Mashiach. And Mrs. Shapiro, last week's Sikha about empowering women has been repeated and repeated and repeated again and carrying me through the week, and I'm hearing it from so many other people, and um, it's so amazing that here with you, we are empowering women like directly, w- empowering women directly and directly with Rebbe's words and Hashem's words, and it's very, very exciting, so thank you, and, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's begin. Okay, so today we're going to be learning Chayda Kafhei, the Kutusichas Chayda Parsha's Nayach, and the Sikha begins on page 28. I'm going to summarize the beginning because I want to do some of the end pieces directly inside. So the Rebbe starts out with a very basic question. We see that after the, the Parsha tells us that after the whole model was over and everything had dried up, then the Abishdir had to actually command Nayach, Tsei Minhateva, to actually go out of the Teva and um, take all the animals out, etc. So the question is asked, why did Naya have to have this command to leave the Teva? We understand that um, he had to wait until it was like all clear and everything was okay to go, but the implication of the way the Pasek is written almost makes it sound like Nayakh did not want to go. And especially when we talk about the animals, the impression that's used is that they had to be schlepped out, right? They had to be taken out of the Teva as opposed to, you know, you unlock the door and all the animals run free. In this situation, it was not like that. Nayach had to actually take each of the animals out of the teva. So the question is, what is going on here? Why is it that Nayah needs to wait for a, you know, a, a command, go out of the teva, and with the animals themselves, that they have to be schlepped, actually taken out of the teva? And um, the Rebbe goes on to say that um, there was a, a wonderful thing that went on in the teva, And because of that, because of what was going on in the Teva, both Nayach, even though he had to work very hard and it was very overwhelming, the, you know, around-the-clock work that Nayach did in the Teva, but still, the experience that, that he had in the Teva, and even more so for the animals that were in the Teva with him, was something very special. And what was that? During the time that they were in the Teva, they had the experience of what things will be like when Mashiach will come. They lost their, like the predators lost their praying nature, and everything was extremely peaceful in the Teva itself. None of that attacking kind of nature was going on, and that type of experience of being in such a, like a taste of what things would be like when Mashiach comes was very, 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 very special for them, something very pleasurable for them, and therefore they did not want to leave. And so... The apister had to tell them, you need to actually go out of the teva, you need to take the animals out of the teva, the lion that was such a peaceful animal in the teva has to go back out and become a predator and a praying animal again, and that is the apister's command. What is the explanation for this? Because the only place where they're going to be able to do pru uruvu, umilo it's the only place that they're going to actually be able to fill the world and... Um, multiply and have you know more and more of whatever their min might be you can't do that in the teva In the teva they had their limits only out of the teva although you go back to being a predator perhaps but only out of the teva can you go back into the experience of having the opportunity of puruvu and what is so special about puruvu so let's jump ahead to ice hay on the bottom of page 31 the other inyan and gashmias verna everything a gashmius comes from its inyan its corresponding source in ruhnius val and so too when we're talking about over here on top of page 32 as dasas a is the etsimen and gewent zum pro revu miloasa arets the reason why the Apostar told them, although it's very wonderful for you in the Teva, you need to go out of the Teva, because only out of the physical confines of the Teva can you fulfill the union of Puru Ravu, of being you know, physically uh, multiplying. The reason that is so is because so too is the Puruchnius. The only place that we can spiritually multiply in an incredible way is out of the Teva. And let's understand what that means. Their Uftu, from Puru Ravu, is... Only uh, the whole inyan of Puravu is that this is the way that the is able to that, that the that the infin, infinite way of Hashem is able to be expressed down here in this world. Because when it comes to birth there is no limit. As is Dar it goes on forever, generation after generation. So what is the idea of pruruvu and it's sticka source? It's the idea of being limitless. It's the idea of being connected to ein Und das ist der zu dem in der Teva. De de teva. So this is the contrast between what it was like being in the Teva versus what it was like to be out of the Teva. In the Teva, it's very peaceful. In the Teva, you no longer have the predators. You no longer have that praying nature going on. It's like a mashiachdik experience. But... You're limited. Although it may be very pleasurable for you, but it's still going to be limited. And because it's going to be limited, therefore, therefore the ability to accomplish is also going to be limited. However, if we go out of the Teva and we lose that experience of the pleasure of being in the Teva, that's how we're able to tap into Sof. That's how we're able to tap into something that is infinite. Let's read it inside. In der teva nit cooked if hay begiluyim v'shaben darten meir So yes, in the teva, despite the fact that there's all these amazing, you know, spiritual experiences going on, to the extent that it actually changed the nature of the animals and they became like, mashiachdik, they became peaceful. But is this Nargiven and inyan fun but that was just the pleasure of the, of the creatures. In other words, the creations of Hashem, they experienced pleasure because of the guluyum that they were experiencing in the teva. As long as it is tainuk hanivra, the mela is as mitagvul, therefore it's going to be limited. So imagine, you can kind of take the image of what it meant to be confined within the confines of the teva. Just like the physical confines of the teva kept them limited to, you know, all, only the original animals that went in and That was it. nothing more could be produced. So too Baruchnius. as long as we stay within the limits of Tainkhavra of doing what is like pleasurable and inspirational for the Nivra, then we are stuck with a certain vol, Masha Enkein, Du Vada and Welt. But when a person goes out of the Teva, in other words, he goes out of that wonderful, peaceful spiritual experience. And he goes into the world. The item is B'tivay Dafka. He specifically goes back into the regular nature of the world where there's lots of tough stuff going on. We call it item haza Tachta and Tachta Lamatami the lowest of the low. Only there, Da, is the Tachtainen Bert Ufkatan de Dirulayis Barach Dirulats Musai. Only there can we experience something unlimited. Only there can we have the home for the essence of Hashem. Und der Far Ver Dafka in Dera Veida and Plekter Bulti. And therefore, only in that situation can we actually experience something limitless. So, what does this mean in terms of Avaidah? And the Rebbe goes on to translate in the next paragraph that we have two choices. One choice is to go with what feels comfortable, what feels pleasurable, what feels inspiring, what feels good for us. And I'm talking about even Baruchni is good for us. I'm not just talking about going out and eating chocolate. The experience in the Teva was very, very pleasurable. It was a wonderful thing. And that's important. And it's, it's sometimes very important and very necessary. If there's a mobble going on in your life and distractions and worries and all kinds of things that are shaking you up, it's important to take time to go into your Teva and to tap into your inspiration and to tap into you know, your source of what, of what re- uh, refreshes you and reinvigorates you, whatever it might be. But we have to always remember that when we're going to stay in the Teva, we're never going to be able to go out of limits. We're never going to be able to come to a place of tapping into the Ain't The only way to tap into the Ain't is to make that commitment to then go out of the Teva. And the Rebbe Teich that up very clearly that um, we have a responsibility not just to think about ourselves and about our own needs and just the needs of our own little community. We have the responsibility to go out of the Teva, to go out of our little world, where it seems to be very, you know, you know, insular and secure, and we have to go out there, we have to work with other people, we have to be involved in shluchas, we have to be involved in reaching out to other yidim, because that is the way that we fulfill the ultimate goal, which is tseim hateva, the e-bushar's, The Abishur's command to go out of the teva, to pruruvu, to spread out in a way that is limitless, to reach every single part of the world, and that is how really we bring to our real purpose which is Bias Mashiach who is who we know comes from parrots, the ability to you know, burst forth and go out in a limitless type of way. So let's sum up what we have so far. Why did Naya have to be commanded to leave the Teva? Why did the animals have to be schlepped out of the Teva? Because from the experience of the Nivra, from the experience of the creation, it's much more pleasurable to be in the Teva. In the Teva there was tremendous Gilium going on, there was an incredible peaceful nature, an experience similar to Yuma HaMashiach. However, that experience is limited. And the only way to tap into a limitless experience is to follow Hashem's command. Is to do what Hashem wants us to do, and that is same in teva, and that is to go out of the teva, to reach out to other yidim, to go beyond what may be comfortable for us, and that is the only way that we tap into making a dir b'tachtayim, tapping into ein seif. Okay, so this is what we have so far. Eis haheira nem There's another message that we have to take from this whole concept of why Naya had to be told and Hateva and this whole idea about the limitless inyan in- of Puruvu. In dem inyan in- from Puruvu. Now the I is going to focus on Pur Revu, not just on a spiritual level in terms of you know going beyond all all limits and impacting the world. But here the I is going to focus on Revu Kipshute, simply the inyan in- of having children. The erste flicht for a mensch, Nachamabo. The primary focus, the primary response that a person has to have coming out of a ma'bum, out of a situation, is the, the, the primary focus that we have to have is that it's time to rebuild the world. We have to fill the world with children. We have to rebuild the world again. And therefore, we have a special... Message for our generation, because our generation, is. The Jewish people went through a mob. And millions of Jews, were physically wiped out during this mob. Darfman So now we have to know that the generations that are coming after this mob. As zum alim ersten, the primary responsibility is We have the responsibility at this time, and always comes hand in hand with f'chus. Each one of those who survived that Mabel, and who are the descendants of those who survived that mobble so, and also their descendants. the primary focus that we have to be working on right now is to physically rebuild the Jewish people. This is the number one priority of our times. You cannot focus on, you know, the Yiddishkeit of the people if you don't have the people themselves. So in demos is da mit vemen aytam before you can command B'nei Yisrael, you have to first have a B'nei Yisrael. So before we can be inspiring Yidin with Tayyar and Mitzvahs, you have to first have Yiddin. And that has to be the first focus, to actually have Jewish children and to rebuild the Jewish people. Now, this can be very difficult, kind of similar to Nayach and his experience in the Teva. It's not always such a simple thing to do. So come along, people and say that if I'm going to start, you know, if I'm going to look objectively and I'm going to take a look at what's going on over here, this is not such a simple thing to do, and there's a lot of reasons pointing not to go in this direction. So what are some of the chashbonis that come up? The first one that the Rebbe brings up is a very real one. And the Rebbe says like this, having children is a tremendous responsibility. First of all, we have to take care of their Gashmistika needs. And we also have to take care of their ruchniyastikha needs. We have to educate them. We have to raise them in the way of Yiddishkeit. And who says that we really have it in us to be able to raise our children, that they should be gesund, gesund begashmiyast and gesund beruchniyast? So when we're going to look at it objectively, so to speak, and we're going to start to make khishbainas, we're going to start to analyze what's going on, it can be very daunting, and a person can say, what do you mean, I have to first make sure that I am in tip-top shape begashmias, tip-top shape beruchnias, and only then can I start to think about the idea of Puru-revu." Aha, so here we get our message from what happened to Nayach. Let's think about what happened here with Nayach. When Nayak came out of the teva, he had to be commanded by the abister to go forward and Uruvu and go on to have children. Why did he need to have this, this command? Because think about where Nayak was at. Nayak just watched his entire world get destroyed. And why did they get destroyed? Because they were evil people. So he takes them in and he thinks, what does it mean to have children? It's not just stomp nothing You have to then go on to raise those children. And you have to raise them to be ethical, moral, from human beings. <laughs> That's not going to work out. Look what happened to all the people around me. Look how hard it is to not give in to evil do I really have what it takes to be able to raise, you know, children that I can, you know, sort of rely on and say that they're not going to get destroyed? And ever points out over here that he wasn't just worried about a mabel coming. He already had a promise from Hashem that there's not going to be another mabel. But uh, are we only comforted to know that our kids are not going to get punished for being evil? In other words, let's say Nayak could say, fine, my kids will never get destroyed again. But am I ready to raise children who are going to end up as evil as a generation that deserve the mabel? That I also don't want. It's, it's so painful to think about such a situation that you can end up raising children and you don't know what direction they're going to go and you don't know where they're going to end up being. And like Nayak said, I saw very clearly that uh, the status quo could very possibly be that they're going to end up as evil as the generation that was just destroyed. So he's very concerned. Comes along to abishar and says to him, no, it's important, go on and have children. Now, on what basis can nayach have children? How can you do this? If you're going to make a cheshbin and you're going to calculate what's going on over here, most likely nayach's children are going to end up as evil as a generation that just passed away, that, just, that was just destroyed in the mabel. Or in terms that maybe we can relate to, if I'm going to start to make cheshbainis, you know, chas there's so many risks into going in to have children. Who knows how they're going to turn out? Go on to page 35. Let's jump ahead. And so here, the Rebbe brings an important hayrah that we learn here. The Abishar said to Nayach, You've got to put all of your chashbayness aside and pru-revu. Is der fun de berurah? Here we have the clear message that's coming to us from the story of Nayach. Nayach has a lot of fears. He's very justified in his fears. There's a lot of reason to say that it's not going to go so well in the child raising uh, situation. And what should he do? And so here are the Rebbe quotes, and it's in Aramaic, I'm not going to even try to uh, do the pronunciations, but basically the expression is, it's not our business to mix in with what the theres cheshbeinahs are. In other words, there's a very famous story with um, Cheskyahu and the Navi Yeshaya. Cheskyahu knew, he, he knew with a prophecy that if he would get married and have a son, his child was going to be an evil child. He was referring to menasha that would eventually come from chizkiyo and so he said look you know took a look at the facts on the ground and he's like forget about it i'm not having children and he avoided getting married because he knew he did not want to produce this evil child so he had so to speak a guarantee that his child was going to turn out evil it makes sense if i know that things are not going to work out well i should avoid this comes along the navi Yishaya and says to him no way this is your mission in this world stop avoiding what the evishter wants you to do you need to focus on your business and you need to let Hashem take care of His business. Your job is that if you have the ability and you have the kayach and you have whatever it is that it takes to have children, that's what you need to be doing right now. You need to be having children. How they're going to turn out, how exactly things are going to pan out, that's the apester's business. So we are responsible to do the pruruvum. We are responsible to be, be Mahanahar children in the best way possible according to the hierarchies of the Torah. The, the guaranteed uh, conclusion of what's going to be, that's not part of our cheshben. That is the eibishter's cheshben. I want to show you an interesting cha'ara over here. The Rebbe says in the Sicha, Ayid have to do, has to do everything that's dependent on him. And if you see in footnote 63, what does it mean to do everything that's dependent on you? That includes doing everything you can even before you get married. So I know that focusing on being able to have children, both Begashmias and Baruchnias, is something that perhaps we focus on more after we get married. But here you see clearly from this Ha'ara that the Rebbe says this is something that we need to focus on even before we get married, when we're raising our daughters, raising our sons. We need to be teaching them to be in tip-top shape, both Begashmias and Baruchnias, to be able to fulfill this inyan of pru Uruvu. So it's not our it's not our business. It's not our business to say, Hey, I don't know how things are going to turn out. I need to stop doing peru revu. That's not our business. Our job is to do the things that we need to do without cheshbonis. And the abister's job is to figure out how it's going to all turn out. And later on in the sicha, the rebbe points out that yes. Chizkiyahu did have Manasha, But later on from Manasha came incredible Tzadikim. And that's part of Hashem's plan. We don't know what Hashem's plan is. We don't see the bigger picture. It's our job to stay focused on what our inyan is supposed to be. I want to read with you a beautiful paragraph on page 35 in the second column. The first complete paragraph. Adarava Instead of having our own chashbayinus, the proper mindset that we want to have, is it's important to take upon ourselves, to be mekayim, the tzivey of the evishter that has been put upon us, the simcha, gamar, with joy, with absolute trust, after health, and that Hashem will absolutely help. And that's the true definition of bitachim, to be positive that Hashem will help. And Hashem will certainly bring success to the efforts that you are making to be machanach your children. And especially, This is a in and of itself. When a person commits themselves to the inyan of pureruvu, that itself becomes a that the Ebrister should give you in the chinuch that you're trying to provide for your children. So let's just sum up what we have so far. We have a message that we learn here from Nayakh that although a person may see that for me it doesn't seem to be realistic, how am I going to pull this off, Nayakh had uh, very good reason to think that his kids will not be will not turn out properly. Or we have the example of Cheskyo who knew without a doubt that his children would not turn out properly. The message that the Abishar says to Nayakh is, Pru even under those circumstances, you need to focus on yours, and the Ebershter will focus on his. And when we do that, we have to have absolute bitach that the Ebershter will make it successful and that our children will turn out you know, the way that we hope to with the chinuch that we're trying to give them. The next piece that the Rebbe goes into is the challenge of when a person feels that they don't have proper physical support to be able to have children, specifically Parnassah, and um, it can be a very big challenge and a person can feel very overwhelmed by it. I'm not going to do that piece inside, but um, I highly recommend that everybody look at it inside, whatever it goes through, how we have to have that bitachin. It's not our cheshbin. The Ebesher is the one who gives the bracha. We have to believe that just like Hashem, just like the Ebesher figures out a way to provide for the whole wide world, he will figure out a way to provide for our children as well. I just want to read one line. One piece in this, um, in, in Eisyod. So on page 36, the last paragraph of Eisyod. And since the Abishter commanded Yedim to have children, is as mit kind, was So since this is a mitzvah from the Eby then it is absolutely certain that together with every child that is born, vert ef we have brand new brachas that open up from the Eveshter. Of hashpa, of parnasa, of hashpa, of parnasa, that comes into your life. And new, and, um, also for the newborn child. Um, Hashem, we had the opportunity last night to celebrate our daughter's bas mitzvah. And as I'm reading this, it takes me back 12 years ago when she was first born. And Baruch Hashem was a tremendous bracha. But at that time, we were also going through certain financial strain, and it was, you know, the kind of thing that really stresses you out. And at one point, my husband opened up a letter of the Rebbe at that time, and the Rebbe said, You're writing to me that you don't have good things, and, you know, and you're going through all your tzaris, and especially with Gashmi, is how you're so, um, you know, under such a lachatz. And the Rebbe said, How could you even speak in such a way? You are a wealthy person, because you have the things in life that so many other people wish they had. Baruch Hashem, you have a spouse. Baruch Hashem, you have children. You know, that, as, we, as, as we like to term it, that makes you a billionaire, right? And then the Rebbe goes on to say, and if you'll show appreciation for those things, then the Eberster will see that uh, you're worthy of more brachas, and then you'll get the brachas in the rest of your life. And it was such a shake-up for us. Stop complaining. Stop worrying about all these, you know, in Yanam of Parnasa, we need to be focusing on the tremendous brachas the Ebristar has given us. And then from there, more brachas will flow. The Ebristar will provide a tziner of new bracha that comes together with every single child. Um, I want to just show you a footnote over here that I think is very interesting. Footnote 74. The rabbi says here, quoting from the Rambam, the Rambam says like this: Afal the the calls So the Rambam says even if a person has already fulfilled the basic mitzvah of puravu, in other words, he has a son and a daughter, you know, basic children have already been born. So that's like his basic obligation in hatayra. But Mediv Reis from our tell us that he should not hold himself back from having more children as long as he has Kayach to have more children. And the Rabb is connecting this to the idea of that every single child comes along with new bracha, and as long as we have Kayach, we bring that child into the world. And then the Rabb goes on to say, if you look back in the Ha'ara, why, what's the reason? Shekol ha nefesh achas because anyone who increases one soul to the Jewish people, it's, it, it is as if he has built the world. There was a whole other Sikha of the Rebbe in Lamed, I was considering to do it, but it's a lot of Rambam analysis there, where the Rebbe goes through this whole piece of Rambam, and one of the conclusions that the Rebbe comes to over there is we have to switch our mindset. This is something that I'm from bringing with myself, as I'm from bringing with you. We have the mindset of, you know, being self-focused, right, self Focused on our, like what what makes sense to us or what appeals to us or what we think we need or whatever it might be, and in that case, we're going to take a look at our family. You know, maybe perhaps out there in the belt, it's like oh, one child perfect or two children, or maybe in our world, it's like oh yeah, you know, five looks good right now or even thirteen looks good right now. Whatever it might be, it's still all about myself and what appeals to me and what's you know what's nice for my family and having more children is so nice for my for my for myself for my children for my family. Instead, the way the Rebbe analyzes this Rambam al is Rebbe wants us to be focused on what the Eva star expects us to do. Hashem wants us to make a Dirapa Tahtainim. You have to recognize that every neshama is building a whole world for Hashem. That's how you make a Dirapathim. And when we get focused on what the Eibishter wants us to be doing, then it's a completely different perspective. It's not just, oh, another child, how does that kind of fit in with the rest of the scene? It's this child, because this is the child that the Eibishter wants me to have. And by the way, the same thing applies to Shluchas. After you have already built up so many different things in your Chabad house, and you've reached out to so many and so many people, and it's already, you know, towards the end of Sukkot, you're already and Lovineser with many, many Yidim. And now one more Jew comes along. So do you look at your tally and say, well, I already have 99 covered. Do I really need a 100? That's not the Indian. This person in and of himself, he's the, you know, the, the, so if I have the opportunity right now to do Shluchas, I have the opportunity right now to have another year to Sheik, of and Esreg, and I'm focused on what the Abishter wants me to be doing that's my opportunity. It's fresh. It's new. It comes with new bracha, new opportunity, and a new ability to build a world for Hashem, to make a Dirba for Hashem. Okay, in the last piece of the Sikha, the Rebbe goes through more complicated situations where not only are we talking about a person who doesn't have parnasa, and he feels like, what's going to be? How am I going to support my family? In the last piece, the Rebbe goes through, what if a person feels like he doesn't have kayach, if he doesn't have physical kayach, or if he doesn't have kayach and nefesh, to be able to pull through in being able to um, have more children or have many children to be involved in, in the union of Peru and once again the Rebbe says, you know, you have to again. I encourage everyone to go through the whole thing in detail, but the Rebbe says over here we have to realize the Abishar is asking us to do something, and we, if he's asking us to do it, he's giving us kayach to be able to do it. And the main thing is that we rely on Hashem, and we rely that if this is something that the Abishar instructed us to do, he's certainly giving us kayach to do so. But I wanted to point out to you in footnote 76, that it brings here a connection to this idea that we're doing things the way that Abister wants us to be doing things. There are situations, that there are certain situations where a person is not supposed to be involved in pre at that time. Because of reasons of health uh, or other similar situations. In that situation of our kipashot, zet tzarech nikba ayadei rav mayro hayra, this has to be established through a rav, the a practicing rav, v'loy ayadei chashbeynes ha'adam la'atzme, and not through the person's egen e'chashbeynes. So when we use the expression relying on Hashem, and that we count on the Abishar to be the one to give us the kekht to do the things we need to do, that is part of having a relationship with a Rav, a Rav who paskins how we do things in our life, because when we are, have a relationship with a Rav, we have a connection to the Abishter. And the same Abishar who told us in this situation that now is the time for ravu, through the words of the Rav, now the Abishter wants us to be doing something else, getting stronger, getting healthier, whatever it might be under those particular circumstances. And I may have shared this before, I don't remember, but... Um, uh, there was a woman who was, went through this type of time in her life, and she wanted to sidestep the doctors and kind of like push to go past the, the time that she was not supposed to be involved in Ravum. And the Rebbe told her that if this is the Heira of Taira, in other words, if a Rav is telling you that this is what you need to be doing right now, you need to be doing it with the same Simcha that you would do the Inyan of Revu. So again, back to the, the Indian that we said before, if we're focused on ourselves, what feels good to me, do I feel like I want to have more children, how does it look for my family, or whatever it might be, that's one husband. But the khajbin that we're trying to focus on, what does the eibishter want of me? And whatever it is that the eibishter wants of me, that's what I want to be doing. And when, when a person has a connection to a rav, that's how he's able to tap into what does the eibishter want from me. Um, the Rebbe goes on to say how this brings tremendous brachas to the family. Don't be fooled by situations where you think that it's taking away from the goodness of the family. It actually strengthens the, uh, the, the relationship of the couple, the, the ability for a person to have a, a good mindset in life. And Hasasham, when we get into a mindset that we are the ones who have to, you know, work out exactly how our family should be planned, and we are the ones who make all the all the decisions, and we forget the fact that having children is literally only from Hashem, it's just this Bracha from the Abishar. Hashem that itself rips down the good relationship between the couple and the you know, the the well being, the emotional well being of the woman. Let's finish with ICUD Bay, a very powerful that message a shaykh has mentioned that mitzvah 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 from Puruvum un unser dar a special connection between this mitzvah of Puruvum and our generation specifically the gemara tells us as ein ben david ba achi ikh kohan shamash shva'it shmay guf we need all the shamashim to be born in order for a mashiach to come what does that mean thus hay the for nachayide schekind is mikariv de geulah shlema from klav yisroel ai david malkah mashiachah Every Jewish child that is born, that is a child that helps to usher in the ge'ula. And since we find ourselves now so close to Mashiach, we are the dara de ikfasa de Mashiach. Now, mama, she wants Mashiach now. So now is the time to really focus on bringing down those Nishamas into this world. I want to wish each one of you that you should be able to be gesund and stark and to be able to fulfill the Indian of Pur to the best of your abilities, see the Ebishtar's Brachais in your life, in the chinuch that you're trying to give your children, and let's give ourselves over to the Ebishtar's vision of Dir Patachtainim, doing whatever Hashem wants us to be doing at whatever stage we are up to in life, the Simcha of Levav. Um, i Wow. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Take care.